This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. Entertainment headlines. Entertainment headlines. Entertainment headlines. This is. This is. The buzz. Well, in the rapidly advancing digital age, we have to say, and it's safe to say, that cybercrime has really become a very serious global concern. In mm. fact, the UAE is not really immune to this threat, just like a lot of other countries. And scammers are becoming really smart, increasingly sophisticated, let's just say. Um, they're using a lot of tactics such as fake phone calls, they're phishing, they're impersonating uh, people to deceive victims, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can fall victim to any of those uh, attempts. And these cyber crimes, they really can cause a lot of financial and personal damage to everyone, not just businesses, but individuals as well. So in response to this growing chaos, the UAE also enacted this, these, a lot of uh, stringent laws to combat cybercrime and safeguard its citizens as well as residents from falling victim to online scams. We know that it was um, announced a while ago that to address those cyber offenses effectively, the UAE implemented the federal decree law number 34 of 2021 concerning the fight against rumors and cybercrime. And basically, this law covers a lot of cyber crimes, including hacking, data breaches, fabrication of accounts and websites, also cyber fraud. Now, Article 11 of the cyber crime uh, law, it states that creating fake websites, email accounts or impersonating someone else can lead to detention and fines ranging from 50,000 to 200,000 dirhams. And if these fabricated accounts are used to harm the victim, the perpetrator may face imprisonment for a minimum of two years. Penalties, they've become even more severe when state institutions, websites or accounts are involved. That leads to imprisonment for up to five years and fines ranging from 200,000 dirhams to 2 million dirhams. So in line with this conversation, the reason why we're talking about this and reminding everyone about this Mm. As I just just now it was um, announced uh, and it was reported that uh, in Ras Al Khaima, their police, they've arrested three people uh, that were suspected of hacking into a company's emails to steal more than one million dirhams. Wow. This is big news. Yeah. And I think it's a sign of the times, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rasal Kema police force did state that the group gained access to messages between the business and one of its suppliers about a planned transaction really to divert the sum into a bank account they have set up themselves. The gang are uh, alleged to have created an email address similar to that of the company's supplier to carry out this fraud. And they actually duped the unnamed company into routing their payment after claiming that the original count details had changed himself. Now, the company alerted police after the supplier did not receive a payment of 1,077,000 dirhams. So, a lot of money here. But the Russell Kamer team worked with officers at Dubai police to apprehend the gang after they were traced to the Emirates. The group were already believed to have defrauded one person of 120,000 dirhams after convicting him to disclose sensitive financial information. And that just shows they're not just targeting companies, they're targeting individuals here in in the Emirates. Mm -hmm. So 
I think let's do a little segment on, on advice that we could potentially give yeah. uh, how to, to people yourself. how to protect yourself because it's so important nowadays yeah. and I do believe that um, interestingly the youth of today are possibly more well equipped and, and have a better understanding when it comes to these scams than the older generation because it's new for them they're not so unfortunately and um, they're vulnerable well you can first of all you can do what you can do is avoid publishing private contact information Absolutely. on unreliable online platforms even on reliable uh, online platforms it is also I feel like I'm an advocate for privacy more than I'm an advocate for being public all the mm. time mm. In, in, on your life in general because that really just you become more prone to being scammed yeah and besides other things, of course, but we're not going to get into other things. Now we're talking about only scamming. So that's number one. Avoid publishing your private contact information or your uh, whereabouts uh, on, you know, unreliable online platforms. You can be cautious of unknown links sent through text messages or emails. Always think twice before clicking on that link, please. Mm -hmm. That is the main way they get you. Only download apps from trusted sources. That's another important one. Uh, always keep backup copies of personal data because they, you may lose it. You never know how. Uh, regularly update smartphone operating systems as well. And then also watch for any signs of electronic fraud such as abnormal battery consumption or slower processing speeds. That might be an alarming trigger that maybe it's kind of a sign like, okay, check your phone mm -hmm. check if Definitely. you're being uh, uh, hacked or your phone has been hacked or mm -hmm. not so that's another way to to know and be aware of the passwords that you're choosing to use yeah. you need something quite obscure and don't use the same password for all your platforms absolutely absolutely because if you if if one is known or guessed you lose you're everything done. yeah <laughs> you're done and 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 you know, remember to have a mix of upper and lowercase letters, numbers, and even throw in some special uh, characters when it comes to your password. And I've actually read as well that when you go to some places and there's that free Wi-Fi right. uh, and it's asking you for your phone number or your email address, that's actually a way that a lot of these scammers get access that's to true. your information. That's true. So and you then, get those weird phone calls. You get those weird phone from calls. From different countries. Yeah. It's because of that. It's, it's because your number's then out there, right? Yes. It's on it's, it's on this sold. database. Yeah, yeah, it's been sold. Yeah. And what I always do, because I know that we're both, um, we unfortunately get a lot of these phone calls, is I say, if they say they're from the police or, or from this organization, I say, okay, well, can you tell me your license number? Or can you That's tell true. me what department you're from? And, and really quiz them and question them about their licensing number and tell them to contact you another way in this, that. Because it's quite rare that you're going to get a call from the police directly regarding a payment that you haven't made that you haven't even heard of before. Yeah. You know, the, the, the you police. You actually. No, the government and the police yeah. are run so well here yeah. that you know it, you don't get a you surprise. Get yeah, you get a direct message from them or an email from them from their legitimate um, addresses yep. or uh, numbers, yep. right? And you'll know, you'll kind of know if mm. this is a legitimate number or an email address. Mm -hmm. You kind of would know, especially yeah. with the... I, I always pay attention to the to the um, to the caps, you know. Yeah. Like if small letters or big letters, sometimes yes. that just makes a big difference. Because I was about to also um, be scammed, mm. but that's the only thing that kind of I I noticed is the in the email address. Mm -hmm. 
because I was I was getting a voucher of 500 dirhams from one of the one of the um, uh, retail outlets that I actually shop from. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what are the odds that you know they're actually reaching out to me? And they told me that you, uh, because you were, you've been such a great customer, mm-hmm. uh, we would like to give you 500 uh, dirhams of a voucher. So just claim it. Click on that link. We were going to send you on the email. But the thing is that I am a customer mm-hmm. of that retail company. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this might be true. But then I look at the address, the email address, and it's, it, it is the same name of the company, but it's in small caps or small letters, uh-huh. all of it. And I'm just like, ah, uh, that doesn't look right. Yeah. So I call the actual company mm-hmm. and I tell them, one, two, three, this is what's, what's been happening. I got a call and I got an email from your company. Is this real? And they say, no. So then I'm like, wow, I was about to click that link and be prone to be yeah. scammed and you never know what would have happened mm-hmm. after that and it's too good to be true sometimes it is too good to if, be if true. you so think you it to is too good be tr- to be true question it and that's exactly it, yeah. what you did right there Rania. you questioned it and then you went to the source right you know give them a ring it takes mm-hmm. five minutes of your time but it can save you thousands of but dirhams how would they know that's the thing how would they know i'm actually a customer of that company mm, maybe that's using the, the, the internet exactly. or, or, or the exactly. contacts that could have been one of the the ways it's scary though isn't it but it's very important also if you get pro if you get um called or if you get emailed always report it please please report yep. the cyber crime incidents that you may face to the nearest police station to keep our our country safer and more aware uh utilize the official websites and applications that are created by many um, uh, uh, Emirates uh, to submit cybercrime complaints. Uh, use the My Safe Society application. It's launched by the Federal Public Prosecution to report any suspicious activities on social networking websites that may really impact national security or public order. So it is called the My Safe Society application. You can use that to report any suspicious activities on social networking. Absolutely. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 7am.